Let us worship God. A reading from the 46th Psalm. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy One, in you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your word and give us grace that we may clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom. Amen. God is our refuge and our stronghold, a help in trouble, very near. Therefore, we are not afraid, though the earth reels, though mountains topple onto the sea, its waters rage and foam, its, its swell mountains quake. Selah. 
There is a river whose streams gladden God's city, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is in its midst. It will not be toppled. By daybreak, God will come to its aid. Nations rage, kingdoms topple. At the sound of God's thunder, the earth dissolves. The God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our haven. Selah. Come and see what the Holy One has done and how God has wrought desolation on the earth. God puts a stop to wars throughout the earth, breaking the bow, snapping the spear, consigning wagons to the flames. Desist, realize that I am God. I dominate the nations, I dominate the earth. The God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our haven. Selah. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
As we made our way over the hill, I didn't know what I was seeing. We'd spent days driving through rivers, dust storms, and open wilderness with no roads. And finally, our drivers said, we're almost there. I looked out and saw rubble, piles of black stone, a mountain of it. Were we staying by a quarry? Had they decided to build a road? I had gotten used to accepting that what appeared to me as debris was to them remnants of prayer, so I let it go. And when we stopped at the base of the hill and settled in next to a sapphire lake, a most beautiful jewel beside the rubble, I thought, oh, this is it. This is why we came here. Of course, that was the question the locals were often asking of us as we traveled through Mongolia. Why are you here? The short answer was we were students studying the religions of Mongolia. The long answer was something more personal and difficult to articulate, related to wonder and longing and a search to know and be known. The next day, the driver said with some excitement, we have something to show you. They took us back to the rubble, back to what looked like a heap of black coal, and led us like goats up the mountain. Once we crested the peak, and sat peering into a crater below, they said, this is our volcano. A little unnerved, I began inwardly praying the sleeping giant would remain quiet. It was my first time seeing a volcano, let alone sitting on the rim or sleeping at the foot of one. Well, this is Mongolia, I thought, the place where expectations are turned upside down and fears are embraced with joyful celebrations. When we made our way back to the lake, I could hear our traveling companion and monk, Batzaya, offering evening prayer songs his voice reverberating throughout the canyon like waves of thunder, blessing winter nomads. Nestled beneath his song, resting between the remnants of volcanic chaos and the beauty of pristine water, it felt like another world and like the truest peace of being home. Our reading this morning is a prayer song that holds the truths of chaos and peace. When the verses are read in linear fashion, as Mary did, with verse 1 followed by 2, followed by 3, and so on, we hear at least 
two voices. A voice of fear and destruction, and a voice of hope and strength. Like an internal debate, they live together. After acknowledging each devastation comes a refrain, the God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our haven. It is a prayer we recognize in the dark night of the soul. When the immovable mountains have slipped into the heart of the sea and all around is chaos. And yet, in our groaning is an unshakable hope, still reaching the God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our haven. There is something enduring in the peace born of this hope. It can live in the midst of chaos. Like a refiner's fire, it can reveal where love keeps on. There is also something honest about praying for the great restorer of peace to quiet the waters of chaos to take this cup from me. Chaos can be something to be endured. It can be experienced as an enemy, a destructive force. It can also be a creative force, a generative experience, something that makes way for welcome transformation. There is an Israeli botanist turned biblical scholar. Dale, I thought you might like this. His name is Nassim Amzalag. And he believes there is a way in which to read Psalm 46 that leans on the creative power of chaos. Instead of being read linearly, verse by verse, 1 through 12, the psalm, he says, was originally likely sung antiphonally. What we think of as the title, usually left unread, was part of the song. And the middle section, verses 5 through 8, repeat like a refrain in a canon. Instead of the psalm reflecting an image of God in a watery war over chaos, with the mountains sliding into the ocean, Nassim says it is a theophany, or a manifestation of God, on a volcano that is being evoked. The mountain melting or sliding into the sea is the volcano awakening with lava, erupting with the thunderous voice of God. The singers of the song are the Korahites, the sons of Korah, who were singers with Moses wandering through the wilderness and with the tabernacle at the foot of the mountain and standing guard by the Holy of Holies, singing glad songs, joining their voices with God. In their singing, they become part of the theophany, the peace-growing presence of God on earth. 
In the first book of Samuel, when the people asked for a king, God warned this would result in a desire for war. The collective song of voices was an antidote. The further it traveled across the earth, the more desire for war melted away. Weapons of war were broken and peace was restored. Then stillness, or salah, was known again. Listen to the song, this time merging the Tanakh translation with Nassim's, read antiphonally with Luba. For the leader, a river of the sons of Korah, whose streams gladden God's city, in the upper voice, holy, a song, the dwelling place of the Most High. God is to us. God is in her midst. Refuge and stronghold. She will not be moved. A help in trouble. Will help her God. Very near. At the dawn of the morning. Therefore we are not afraid. Troubled have been nations. In the changing of the earth. Moved have been kingdoms. And in the slipping of mountains. At the sound of his thunder. Into the depths of the seas. Let be melted the earth. Roar and be troubled his waters. The God of hosts is with us. Will shake mountains. Our haven. By his power the God of Jacob, still, still. A river, come and see, whose streams gladden God's city, the works of Yahweh, holy, who provokes devastations, the dwelling place of the Most High on the earth. God is in her midst, putting a stop to wars. She will not be moved throughout the earth, will help her God, breaking the bow and snapping the spear, at the dawn of the morning, consigning wagons to the flames. Troubled have been nations, desist and realize, moved have been kingdoms, I am God, at the sound of his thunder, exalted among nations, let be melted the earth, exalted over the earth. The God of hosts is with us. The God of hosts is with us. Our haven. Our haven. The God of Jacob. The God of Jacob. Still. Still. A botanist turned biblical scholar someone who studied the life of the earth, heard a voice in the psalm revealing not that the earth is the cause of destruction, but that it is a creative force, a theophany of God of which we become part. Our voices joining together, helping to break the bow and snap the spear.
whether read in antiphonal or linear form, the truths of the 46th Psalm continue to reverberate throughout the canyons of the earth, a cacophony of voices finding stillness, one. In Mongolia, as in the ancient Jewish imagination, there isn't a great divide between the life of the earth and of her people. All the earth, human and mountain, participates in our well-being and holds the truths of our chaos and of our peace. And at the base of the hill, where the piles of rubble meet the jewel of a sapphire lake, a thundering voice calls out and becomes the voice of the volcano. And the voice of the volcano becomes the voice of God. And the voice of God becomes the voice of a chorus. In the darkness of the night and in the dawn of the morning, there echoes a blessing of winter nomads. Our song, the dwelling place of the Most High.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
Let us pray. Eternal Spirit, living God in whom we live and move and have our being, all that we are, have been, and shall be is known to you, to the very secret of our hearts and all that rises to trouble us. Living flame, burn into us. Cleansing wind, blow through us. Fountain of water, well up within us, that we may love and praise in deed and in truth. Amen. And may the grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who work or watch or weep this day. May God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen. Go in peace.